all you spooky listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Morbid Curiosity, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'll be taking you through some of the most heinous, shocking, and morbid crimes, including, of course, the paranormal. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at morbid, period, curiosity, period, TC podcast, where you can find photos related to our cases, including crime scene photos on occasion, of course, with the exception of postmortem photos. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Hey, all you spooky listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Morbid Curiosity, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'll be taking you through some of the most heinous, shocking, and morbid crimes, including, of course, the paranormal. Listener discretion is advised. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at morbid, period, curiosity, period, TC podcast, where you can find photos related to our cases, including crime scene photos on occasion, of course, with the exception of postmortem photos. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Hey guys, sorry for the delay for episode 14. Um, I'm going to do a short one today and then I'm going to plan a longer one for Monday. Kind of having to work around my sick COVID-ridden fiance who is currently staying in the room that I just doused with Lysol (laughs) to come in here and record. So just bear with me. Today's episode is going to be about Claire Miller. Um, and it's kind of like the, like a TikTok killer kind of, um, case. So we're just going to go over that. So sources for that is going to be all that's interesting.com and medium.com. And then also have some stuff from penlive.com. So enjoy. So Claire Miller was a 14 year old girl who lived in Mannheim Township, Pennsylvania with her parents, Mark and Marie Miller and her older sister, Helen Miller, who was 19. So Claire's father, he was pretty wealthy. He provided a lavish lifestyle to the family. And Claire and her older sister actually went to the Lancaster County Day School, which was one of the most expensive schools in Pennsylvania. Now, Mark made every effort to raise his children in the best way. However, he did not see Claire's outrageous behavior coming. Um, Helen Unfortunately, she was disabled. Um, She is 19 years old, as I stated. And Claire and Helen were actually pretty friendly with each other. They hung out and everything. And Claire would even offer to help take care of her um, by going to, like, hospital visits and helping her at home and making TikToks with her and that kind of thing. So they had a good relationship, so everyone thought. So, a little bit about Claire's TikTok. She had about 22,000 followers, which is pretty impressive because it's very hard to even gain followers, right? So, both her and her older sister went to the school. And then after school, they normally spent their days in her room posting videos on her TikTok account, which was at Spirits and Such Consulting. Now, before you go look, that TikTok account has been permanently closed. But when she did have her account open, most of the videos were pretty harmless and showed Claire like lip syncing to like sad pop songs or like dancing around her room doing the dance trends. 
Now, others depicted her father making silly faces, playing guitar, or jokingly acknowledging Claire's camera. Now, she commonly reenacted popular anime memes, which her father excuse me, presumably found somewhat eccentric. Now, this is a quote um, from one of Claire's videos, and it said, quote, My dad has to stop opening the conversation with, This is just like the gay bar in Japan, end quote. Other videos of her are far more ominous. However, while Claire's TikTok page was taken down after her arrest, it boosted in its followings. I think what I saw, it reached about like 32K followers. So, like, the, it skyrocketed after that. Um, now, users had already captured the footage that she posted and reposted it on their own page. Now, according to the Daily Mail, one of those videos showed a bloody latex glove and a plush giraffe covered in blood. So, what the hell happened? Let's get into it. So, let's get into it. So, Sunday night, right? The Miller family had a day, whatever they did during the day, I don't know. Um, we're saying their goodnights to everyone like they always did. Um, it's kind of unclear of how long Claire had in her mind to do this. But around 1 a.m. in the morning on Monday, February 22nd, she had a knife in hand from the kitchen. She snuck into Helen's room, her older sister. She then began to stab Helen in the neck several times before placing a pillow over her face. The weird thing is, she did call 911 um, pretty much after, I guess, like eight minutes after she entered the room and killed her sister. She told the emergency dispatcher that she killed her sister. Police arrived at their house within five minutes and found Claire waiting outside. She told them immediately, quote, I stabbed my sister, end quote. Now, while, you know, they initially first believed maybe it was just like trauma and it was like some unknown family accident or maybe something happened and she's blaming herself, they couldn't help but notice her entire pajamas were drenched in blood. And, of course, it was kind of like snowy outside, so there was blood in the snow as well. And that kind of suggested that maybe she tried to clean her hands in the snow. Now, when Claire told officers that her dead sister was in bed upstairs, police entered the residence. Now, tragically, Mark and Marie had no idea what had occurred until armed cops entered into the house and went into the crime scene. And only then did they realize that their disabled daughter had been stabbed to death. Now, this is a quote from police. Quote, One of the officers removed the pillow and saw a knife sticking out of Helen's neck just above her chest. End quote. Another quote was, quote, Helen's hands were up near her head and officers noticed a large amount of blood on Helen's chest and on the bed. End quote. Now, police, of course, attempted to resuscitate Helen uh, CPR and everything while waiting for, you know, paramedics to arrive on scene. Unfortunately, it was far too late for her to be, you know, helped, and she was pronounced dead at 4.13 a.m. Now, immediately, Claire was taken into custody and charged with criminal homicide. 
she will be tried as an adult, even though she's only 14. Um, as the state of Pennsylvania does not consider murder a delinquent crime. Which, you know, I kind of agree with that. I don't know about you guys, but that's a big one. I feel like that's one of the crimes everyone knows that is wrong. It, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like everybody knows that's not right. Like, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Now, police um, took her into custody, right? So, her arraignment was scheduled for May 14th, but she waived her right to that as well and pleaded not guilty. Don't know why, but she did. Her attorney, you know, requested a hearing in order to shift Miller's homicide prosecution to juvenile court, since she was 14, and filed a notice for a potential insanity defense. Now, while her school district published a statement of grief in the wake of the tragedy, no mourning could possibly match that of, of course, Mark and Marie. Now, for those who first responded to the crime scene themselves, there's simply no way to process what the parents who lost both of their children one night must be going through. Now, this is a quote from, um, I hope I say his last name right, Rudiskin. Uh, <laughs> Rudzinski. There we go. I get tongue-tied. So, quote, my heart goes out to them, and I can't even begin to understand or imagine the pain that they felt at this point, end quote. Disturbingly, though, here's the thing, is what I was saying earlier. Um, she did post some of this to TikTok after she murdered her sister. So, it wasn't just like a crime of passion going in there killing her. Oh, my God, what have I done? It was a, you know what, I'm going to kill my sister, you know. And I'll tell you guys why here in a minute. But she posted a, um, like, a video of, like, the bloody giraffe and the bloody glove that she did. Like, it was pretty planned, um, I must say. It was not just, like, off the top of her head, hey, I'm going to go do this. So, just keep that in mind. If you do Google it, you can see um, kind of, like, screenshots of those TikTok videos that she posted uh, I promise there's, like, of course, no um, video of Helen's corpse on the videos. Um, so, you know, just so you guys know. But you can see that. It was kind of crazy. I'll post it on Instagram since it's not really related to, um, like, seeing our victim deceased. Because we don't like to post that kind of stuff. Um, so... From what I could find, it did hit around 32K, her TikTok account, and she had millions of views um, on those posts that were of the glove and the giraffe. Um, Claire faces a potential life sentence or capital punishment if she is convicted. Now, we're going to get to the motive, right? So, Claire's friend said that she was suicidal and homicidal. She stated that Claire usually talked about death in an uncharming fashion. However, Claire's parents disagree with her friend's statement. Which, I mean, if we're going to be honest, are we really going to go to our parents and be like, yeah, I'm going to kill my sister. You know, like, everyone has said that as like a, oh, they're so annoying, I could just fucking kill her kind of thing. But no, you know. A parent would be like, ah, you know, kids will be kids kind of thing. You would never think your child would come to you and be like, I'm going to kill my sister. Just so you know. And then she actually does it. Like, friends know a little bit more, you know. So, some believe that Claire was jealous of Helen. 
Um, now, Helen being disabled, you know, enjoyed most of her parents' attention, which bothered Claire. So, although Helen was probably suffering because, you know, that disability is very, very hard on the person and the family and the caretakers, like, that's not not a um, easy, you know, thing to deal with by no means. So, I, you know, Claire got jealous of all the attention. She thought, you know, they were just giving her attention because she's whatever. And Claire was just kind of like off to the side. Um, now, she wanted to end everything once and for all. She wanted to kill Helen. And just being her parents' sole daughter, the only child, and enjoying all of their attention. Um, it was also believed that Claire was tired of constantly looking after her sister and she worried about her parents' finances and knew that Helen was a cerebral palsy patient and she would never recover um, and therefore Claire took the decision to kill her sister. Kind of like a mercy killing, I guess. Um, so that's just some theories. It's not ever really been said by Claire, this is why I did it, but that's just some theories that her friend has came up with after being confided in. Um, yeah, so. So, May 14th, 2021 came around, right? Claire, you know, the her attorney, Robert Byer, uh, as I was saying earlier, she pled not guilty, had her arraignment waived, um, defense attorney Robert Byer has requested the decertification hearing be held in county court regarding shifting her case to juvenile court since she's 14. And they also filed notice of potential insanity or mental health uh, defense. So what they're trying to do is try to focus on her rehabilitation versus her getting sent to prison and not getting the help she needs. Now, I understand um, where they're coming from. Like, she is 14. I've seen younger murder cases, that's for sure. But at 14, you should know right and wrong. I don't believe that she should be out walking around by 21 because that's the age uh, she would be out of custody by if they are successful with what he's trying to do. Um, it was pre-planned. She had gloves. She planned it. She posted it on TikTok. Um, kind of like the same thing with, um, Bianca Devins, um, with her murder that we covered on the, uh, podcast as well. You know, same thing. He posted it on Instagram and was like, it was pre-planned. You know, if you already have that way of thinking, you don't need to be out in civilization. Sorry about it. Uh, but I do hope she gets the help she needs. Um, but also she stays locked up so that, you know. There's no retaliation against parents or whatever. I don't really know. But I just don't think she should be out by 21. Anyway, um, so I just wanted to come in, record something simple for you guys today. Um, like I said on the announcement the other day, my fiance is quarantined with COVID in this exact room. I have doused everything in Lysol and it smells like a hospital room in here. So... Hopefully, I mean, it's been a week since he's had it. Um, he's still testing positive, but still, I just wanted to put some content out for you guys. Monday, I'm going to try to find something that's longer, maybe an hour, an hour, 30 minutes, 
something. That way it gives you time to actually listen to this during your day instead of just a short, brief case. Um, yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed. Please go check out Instagram for some of the photos I'll be posting it today. Thank you for your patience and come back Monday. Well, guys, that's all for today's episode. Make sure you tune in bi-weekly. We are every other Monday for another riveting case where I will traumatize you more than you probably already are. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out the Instagram at morbid period curiosity period TC podcast for photos related to each case that I cover. Feel free to send me spooky, crazy stories or case suggestions at morbidcuriositytcpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Pod or whatever you're listening to us on. Um, I do appreciate all you spooky listeners. Please stay kind, stay spooky, and for the love of God, don't murder anyone. <laughs>